0: What up, everybody? It's me, Jessica Lahore, and we're back with another Jess Talk. Drag business, drag costume etiquette. But before we get into this Jess Talk, as usual, don't miss out on any Lahore tube. Subscribe to my channel, hit the bell, and we're streaming on all platforms as a podcast. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music. Let's get into this Jess Talk. Let's do it, come on! Attention Lahore, attention Lahore. Attention the whore, attention, attention. Here I am walking down the street, seeing all the boys trying to take a peek. Shorts pulled up, a chest upright, come on boys, just take a bite. Look but don't touch, spin it round and round. Crazy... Alright everybody, for this chest talk, we're doing drag business, but like costumes, drag costume etiquette, quote unquote, and how that has changed. And I just want to preface right off the bat that... These are my views, Jessica Lahore's views. That's my opinion! Ways that have changed and grown, it's not even the same as when I started drag. So let me like go back. This is like an old school drag thing that I, I would say that I was brought up with. You walk into the bar, even if you haven't performed yet, people don't see you not in full drag. Like, you don't have a baseball cap or sweatpants on. You come in a full look. You get padded at home. You put your makeup and your costume on at home. And then you come to the gig, okay? Um, and you would never tip around. Tip around is what they call it. Or, like, walk around, tiptoe around, mingle with the guests before the show um, in the outfit that you were going to perform in. You had to have a cover up on or something. You had to put on a different outfit. You had to look a little bit different when all of that was going on. So that's like an older drag thing that I grew up with. And I know a lot of entertainers that still continue that method. Like I will, they will never ever show up to a gig or leave a gig not Head to toe, done. Nobody, like, sees that transformation. Now, I remember going through a period where I also believed in that, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And I think it comes to a certain extent. I still, to this day, prefer entertainers in general to have a different look on outside of their performance looks uh, before going and mingling into the audience. Now, that's not for everybody. Sometimes it's about, like, maybe this is the only outfit that I have, okay? Um, Maybe I don't mind if people see what I'm wearing prior, okay? That's totally okay for you. And sometimes I would argue that part of the look, part of the story you're telling is part of that excitement from an audience member standpoint. And if you are trying to tell a story with a certain look or a certain theme, you might not... Uh, Want to show people that like if you're giving me a theme to a horror movie and it's Beetlejuice But I see you walk out as Beetlejuice before you do your number I kind of lose the excitement of seeing that like shock of wow, this is Beetlejuice. This is so cool That's like a small example. However, I do know some performers that uh, are either energetic enough or the song progresses enough or they maybe you don't know it's a reveal or there's like some twist to their song or to their performance that it doesn't matter that you saw me forget that you saw them earlier because the number was like life changing. It was like so good. You didn't even remember that you saw it prior to them performing. Um, I used to get a lot of shit, uh, when I would start transitioning into the, I didn't want to drive from Fort Collins, which is an hour away here in Colorado to Denver, uh, and in full drag. And so I, I started going through the mindset of being paid for my time in some way. So this is where the drag business part comes in. Um, if I am mingling with a crowd or am I, uh, uh, supposed to go and take photos or be there early or something like that? Should I bring an extra outfit? I think mingling with a crowd prior in a different outfit also helps like build your rapport with an audience member, especially if you're not hosting the show. Um, but you should be able to ultimately you wear it whatever you want. I wear sweatpants and a wig cap and a beanie. Regularly. That is my go to. If I am not working, if I'm not hosting, if I'm not performing, if you see me out twirling. Now, twirl, twirl. After so long, it's because I was just feeling good that night. But very rarely do I enjoy like going out or staying after the show in full drag, or coming early to the full show to the show in full drag. Because I'm like my time stamp is the two to two and a half hours that I have bo- been booked and scheduled for this event. And if you miss me during that show and I don't look my best, well, I'm so sorry. Uh, and sometimes I'll make a joke when I'm before the show. I'm in like a thong a makeup t-shirt, a beanie, and like my little slippers walking through the bar and I'm like, "Hey, you're judging me now, but I promise you it gets better." Like because then people are like, "Well, I wonder what she looks like when she actually tries." Um so that's a, a different perception. Uh in terms of costuming etiquette, I think that a lot of entertainers get red for filth for repeating outfits. Maguire, you are an outfit repeater. Um repeating numbers with the same outfit or the story, and let me just tell you I I strongly believe that you should be mindful of how many times you're performing a number at what venues, and the regularity. Like, how often am I bringing this back? Do you should you do the same number every single show, every single weekend? No. In my personal opinion, no. You should not do that. Do are there performers that I know that do the same mixes in the same outfits every single weekend, every single show for multiple years? And are they doing fine? Yes. But that to me is just so, like, it just stops creativity. Like, there's so much out there. And I like to develop numbers that have like, I call them Jessica Classics. That's another Jess talk. Jessica Classics, where the costume is going to fit for that. And sometimes I make the joke that's like, I'm going to repeat this number with this costume as many times until I pay for it because it was expensive. And that's most likely a lie. Probably got it really cheap on AliExpress or some bullshit like that. But what I'm saying is, be mindful of how often you're repeating costumes and looks. I think it's important to show a variety to the best of your ability. I'm not saying you need to spend a shit ton of money on an expensive outfit. And I'm not saying that you necessarily need to go go to the arc and get clothes from there either. I think that you can create an outfit from anything. You know, it doesn't have to be the most expensive thing. It can be thrifted. I think that you can turn a look and create different styles. To showcase that, but don't lose those friends bring them back cycle them back in those iconic looks that you're creating I'm a strong believer that there's always gonna be one person that has never seen it whether that's a performance a performance look uh, a a Twirling look a hair a style of makeup There's always gonna be one person that if you repeat something that in the audience they have not seen there's a certain old-school value I think uh, an older generation of Queens had this magic about them that when they did a number everybody would hear that that number was starting or that the entertainer was announced and they come in and people would talk and they'd be like, oh my god, I've seen this number before. I know what she's gonna perform. It's so good. You're gonna love this. And like, sometimes they say in business, you say something seven times and people don't forget it. Uh, I think that if you perform something seven times for that one person or just for multiple times for people, they never forget it. Maybe you changed it up a little bit. Maybe it's to a different song or story with a different shoe. Maybe you added stones to it. Maybe you ripped it up. Maybe you put blood on it whatever that is to to change it you can always spray paint and glitter and and rip and tie and sew things and make something out of nothing but i think there's an unrealistic expectation that drag entertainers should have a new outfit for every single time that they appear in the world it's not realistic financially, it's so unrealistic if you're just starting out, and I think people need to be more okay with people turning looks, the same looks, over and over, and updating when they feel like they need to be updated, or um you see them using the same looks but also growing their rapport, like, you got to give a little bit of grace there. But in terms of costume etiquette, I'm a strong believer, boil it all down to do whatever you think is right. But that doesn't mean that you ignore a possible laziness in the back of your head. And I'm not saying laziness like you're not trying or you're not. Um, I, I think the relying, the relying on the, oh, oh well, I can do this because Jessica said yeah, I should do whatever I want. Yeah, you should do whatever you want while also being mindful of what you're presenting and building your brand. And that's today's just Talk. That was really fun. For all you drag entertainers out there, tell me what you think about my costume exploration and journey. Was this the same way for you? What are some things in your cities and where are you from? Otherwise, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Attention, the whore. Attention, the whore. Attention, la whore. Hi, little whores. It's me, Jessica Lahore. And Did you know that I'm on Cameo? That's right. Cameo is a platform where you can get personalized messages from me, the biggest whore in all of Colorado. Whether it be a birthday sing-along, a bar mitzvah, a congratulations on your new job, a congratulations you didn't get pregnant. I'm your whore for the message. So, Follow the link below, click it, and book your next cameo to surprise your best friend, your grandma, your family member, or any other Little Lahore fan out there. Come on, book them now!